All right, well... Hello, which camera? Which camera? Which camera? Hello. Go to yours, James. Hello. Is that me? <laughs> And I'm covered up? Absolutely not. But you can see none of my unmentionable... There's no unmentionable. There's nothing to mention. I'm wearing a very dark underpants. Even if we could see, there would be nothing to mention, James. I'm actually <laughs> swole. Um, not swole. Uh, you fat boy. <laughs> I'm a big fat boy but with, a, with a big fat toy. Now, the important thing, ladies and gentlemen, is we had an episode uh, last week, the second one we recorded, where I got massively drunk. Look, I think it's an exaggeration. No, we, no. we started doing the questions we're about to do, and then we tangent in it, and we're going to release that in some other way. Yeah, if yeah. there's a way that you can pay for bonus episodes... We're going to make you pay for that one, because it's quite embarrassing. Yeah. Gee, we just spoke about euthanasia. See if you can guess how we got to euthanasia. But, now, how's this? I just, it's so hot. It's really warm. We're in Australia. It's summer. It's hot. Leave the country to the First Nations peoples. That's what I say. Give it back. <laughs> it's their land. And frankly, the land is too hot. Why does that never come up where they're like, this is our land, never ceded? I always want to go, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have taken it. It's not the best land in the world. It's like 40 fucking degrees. Well, that's why we just stick to the coasts. I know. It's like a colouring in book. We've only done the edges. <laughs> Someone said that once. I don't know. I don't know where that's from. Now, um, Jack. In what sense do we understand man and woman as created in the image of God? Yeah, so we're up to man. Uh, the human person is created in the image of God in the sense that he or she is capable of knowing and of loving their creator in freedom. Human beings are the only creatures on earth that God has willed for their own sake and has called to share through knowledge and love in his own divine life. All human beings, in as much as they're created in the image of God, have the dignity of a person. A person is not something, but a someone capable of self-knowledge and freely giving himself and entering into communion with God and with other persons. Last time we got really slowed down on my inability to accept that zero animals were given personhood. I think we should, yeah, and yeah, I don't think we should refer to the, the episode that people haven't seen. If you'd like to find out more about why Jack hates, uh, what would we call that? Animals? Why Jack has a homocentric view of the universe? Anthropocentric, I believe. Is I reckon it might be homocentric. I think for you it might be that. <laughs> I got this at Target this week. That was $7.50. I feel good. But for the animal digression, yeah, get on whatever the substack or whatever that is. So, so the, the important things to bring out... We are can know God our creator and that's our purpose. Man is created the image of likeness God precisely in that he is free. Yes. Right? And God is free as well. So that's how we're made in his image. Uh so and so we're the How only. How free are we though? We're not. We're, so, we're somewhat free. We're quite free. We're quite free. We're Our quite free. Impaired in some ways. Uh yeah, but we're quite free to damn ourselves. Okay. And to, and to cooperate with God's grace as well. In those ways, we're free. Yeah. Uh, and so we're the only creatures on earth that are, that God has created for their own sake, um, because we're created in His image. Um, All the other animals were made for us. Well, yeah. So we are the the sort of like guardians or. Um, you know, and you see this in Genesis where it's like, um, oh man, I forget that. It's stewardship is the idea, right? Yeah. That we have stewardship of creation. We get to name them. We get to look after them. We get to like, you know, breed them into nicer versions of themselves, like dogs, for example. <laughs> I personally find dogs to be disgusting and weak. <laughs> well, Why did we choose a wolf to make a cute version of? Why not baby elephant? Baby soft elephant. Well, no, we were discussing this recently. You can get the midget horses. I don't know that we did discuss this. No, because I was looking into buying one. You were going to buy a little horse. I was going to buy a little horse because they're really cheap and I thought it would be really funny. How much is it to get a little horse? Like $2,000. Is that it? Yes. 
I could get my daughter a little horse. Yes, you could. <laughs> but then I thought about all the costs associated with having a horse. To my daughter, not to my wife. But then you could also like rent it out for parties and stuff. Anyways, we should move on. Can like, you ride the horse? We were talking about this at your house. I don't remember. Your wife gave me the idea. Look, it's worth mentioning right now that tonight you're drinking and I'm not because I've had a self-imposed period of um, not drinking. After. Today. Yeah, not drinking today. <laughs> I mean, no, not it. Not, not, I'll, be, I'll be on it tomorrow, but I just thought it would be nice to have one day for the liver to reset. But for what purpose did God create man? All right, so just uh, but and before woman. we get to that, all human beings, in as much as they're oh. created, you've got to have the dignity of a person, so we should talk about dignity, and I think that sort of like comes through in the sense of what it's not, right? Like... Um, like, we, like we have dignity. Affirming my gender. I w- I'm happy to affirm your gender. All right, James. You have a penis, and you are a man. Yeah, but those things aren't connected. Mm, they are, <laughs> and we'll get to that very shortly. But what is dignity? We'll then? get to that. That's going to be on my it's show hard because we actually had a really beautiful conversation about only the first two points in this one before it went totally off the rails. Yeah, that you can get on the one that you have to pay for, but you you spoke a lot about justice. Well, so yeah, I think that dignity is sometimes an unhelpful term because it's so vague and porous, and so people can sort of like not really understand what it is. And I think in the sort of more classical. Um, to mystic sense of the term, yeah. like you, like Thomas doesn't talk about dignity, right? He talks about justice, what we owe people, um, and I think that's a more helpful way of thinking about it in, in a lot of ways because well, with dignity, it could be anything. It just sounds like doing a nice thing for somebody, right? But like injustice, it can be dignity to kill someone when they're old, and it can be dignity to not kill them, when right? So that's where it becomes quite malleable. Right? Yeah. This this concept of dignity and what it is, and I think. The, the virtue of justice, which is to give people what they're owed, is quite different to that and much more clear. Do you think it's the difference between friendship and mateship? You know, like they're sort of technically pretty much the same thing, but in a greater sense you go, oh, the vibe's, vibe's off. Look, I hope that there are people who are listening to this who aren't Australian and yeah. they're not going to understand that. This is a big weird Australian thing where they'll be like, mateship is a key Australian value. And then you dig a little deeper and you go, what the, f- what is that? It's not friendship. Is it different to friendship? Yeah. How? Well, I think. I'm. Not, I think that's a tension. <laughs> I don't think we should get locked into it. Um, so but I per- you're saying dignity. You just. You don't want to get. You're only bringing this up so we don't get sidelined by what dignity is. Things yes. are just, and certain yeah. things might be just to an animal, right? To be made into a beautiful sausage or a hat. Well, we don't owe an animal a sort of involubility to their to their person because they don't have one, right? Where it's like, we can eat an animal, yeah, because we don't. We don't owe it the same degree of respect or um, love that we owe a human being, right? Like, and like, so, and I think I used the example before of like, we don't owe a dog a bedtime story, right? Like, whereas we you do. You might want to give it one. Right, but it's, <laughs> you might, right? You may have an unhealthy relationship with your dog. Yeah. But like, you actually do owe that to a human child because like, they need certain things. I can't wait until I have an unhealthy relationship with my little horse. <laughs> I don't want to get hung up on these little horses. I don't remember ever discussing little horses with you, and I frankly think you've made it up. I have it. You should go home and ask your wife about it because she gave me the idea because she was looking into it. Um, a person is not something but a someone. So you have agency? Is that a word? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, agency is a sort of modern word, but it's fine for the purposes here, I think. You have free will. Well, it's, it's, more, it's more the Kantian thing, right? Which is like um, you can't use someone as a means, right? Like every person is an end, not a means. Um, and that's, I think, what what the, the authors of the Catechism are saying here, which is that, like, uh, like you, you are not something that I can use to make myself happy or give myself pleasure or 
to hate or anything like that because that's using you as a something. But you're a someone and you deserve a certain level of like. I mean, you're a, you're a, you're an object too. I mean, you have corporeal uh, dimensions. You are a thing, as well as being a one who acts. You are a thing that things can be done to. I, I, this is one of those instances where. I think as the questions go on, we're going to actually get into this sort of subjective, right. objective thing. But like sexually is the obvious one there. It is, but again, I want to, I want to just right, belay right. that conversation just for a little bit. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. Allow, yeah. I'll All right. So yeah. So then the next question, sorry, it was which you asked before. And now we're into fresh ground. Yeah. For us, for what purpose did God create man and woman? God has created everything for them, but He has created them to know, serve, and love God, to offer all of creation in this world in thanksgiving back to Him, and to be raised up to life with Him in heaven. Only in the mystery of the incarnate Word does the mystery of the human person come into its true light. Man and woman are predestined to reproduce the image of the Son of God made man, who was the perfect image of the invisible God. Yeah, go crazy everything so, for them. So, okay, so we've been made for the purposes of worshiping God, basically to be in communion with God. But all of creation was was made for us to do that, right? Like that's that's the argument here. That's the point that's being made here, um, and that. The reason that's the case is because we have this specific type of relationship with God, which is only fully illuminated in the mystery of Christ. That he wanted to make it more difficult. I mean, he could have made us like the angels, where we just knew him, and said he set us a series of challenges. Yes, God definitely hates you, James. Like a yeah. video guy. I didn't say hate. Yeah. I said wanted to make it more difficult. I was careful. <laughs> yeah, the, the mystery of the human person come to the true light through the word incarnate. So that's through Christ. Yes. We understand what human nature is and how we're meant to be. Completely. Yeah. yeah. But we can come to know, again, like it's the whole idea of what a mystery is. We can come to know what human nature is through reason and through stages of revelation, but that's fully revealed to us. It's like we've got very we little information about the day-to-day stuff of Jesus, if that's true. I th- we're going to get, we're gonna get to that? the person of but Christ you know I mean so soon. But do you know what I mean by that? <sighs> You want me to hold on? You want me I, to- yeah, because I feel like sometimes you just throw these things out there. And no, I think it's a good... I've got good... You've got great instincts, but it's also like so close. We're so close to getting to that stuff. I'm going to put my wedding ring on my remembering finger. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so when the time comes, I'll be there. Because I feel like you're drunk right now, sometimes. Boy, I could go a drink. Just a sweet, delicious one of the Coopers I don't especially like. Hey, why does the human race form a unity? All people form the unity of the human race by reason of the common origin which they have from God. God has made from one ancestor all the nations of men, all have but one saviour, and are called to share in the eternal happiness of God. Is that why the... Who are those guys? The Neanderthals. Yeah. They had to go. Had to go. Do they count? Well, yeah, we're going to... Are we going to get to that? We're going to have to get to that at some point. But, I mean, I I think... I don't have a second ring to move on to another thing. I don't want to talk about... Neanderthals. Evolution now, because I don't think that's what we're talking about. Well, we're talking about the human race forming a unity as distinct from other animals. And we do... No, 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 but you're saying distinct from other animals, but that's that's only because that's what you're hearing. But that's not what it's saying. It's saying the human race... The point is that the human race is a unity, right? Which is not, oh, well, how does the rest of the animals fit into this? It's the point that's supposed to be made is like, you... You have a unity with everybody else that's ever lived. Yes. Every other person, right? So you have a common origin, which is God. You have a common end, which is worship. And the human race is meant to be united. But what now, about... you're bringing in... Oh, what about dogs? What about grasshoppers? What about Neanderthals? What about woolly mammoths? Yeah, but what about ones that seem like people but aren't quite? Like what? 
<laughs> I don't want to talk about that. It's <laughs> definitely got to go over to the paid episode to hear my thoughts on that. But, you know, there have, there have been at times... Uh, like, there probably was a missing link. There was something connecting us to the great apes. Right, the missing link is that we are created by God and we have been ensouled, right? Like, But you think they haven't just, like... It doesn't matter what I think. Okay. What, what matters is that it clearly happened. You don't think there's some sort of intermediary, wishy-washy, grey... Okay, so, well, for example, right, like, we have this, like, scientific um, arrogance about this, right, where we yeah. look back and we say, well, we know now, right? Like, we, we've got the theory of evolution. We've got this hypothesis, which is pretty good, and we haven't been able to poke any holes in it. It's not very old, right? But these stupid people before that had their beliefs for, like, 6,000 years or whatever. They, like, they didn't know. And it's like, well, why is our theory better? This is a, an appealing rhetorical flourish against scientism, but yeah. it's not in itself a compelling scientific. No, argument. but what I'm saying is like I'm I'm not, and neither is the catechism. Yeah, proposing a theory, a contrary theory to the theory of evolution. But they're proposing there is something called the human race. Yes, absolutely. There is something called the human family, and we know it by experience, right? This is like, like Aristotle would would is the sort of philosopher of common sense. Like you can you can come to know a thing by senses, you can abstract from it into your intellect, and it's like yeah, well everybody knows there is a human race. Like, the only people, the people that would disagree with that, we would call, like, Nazis or something, right? Because it's like, oh, well, these people aren't part of the human race because they're black or they're gay or they're whatever, or yeah. they're Jews, right? Yeah. And it's like, no, that's not the Christian conception. The Christian conception is there is a human race. Christ has redeemed it. It it's, it's, was meant to be one thing, and it should be one thing in the redemption. Um, how that happens is, like, not really the interest here, right? Like... We're not sort of saying, oh, well... Oh, no, I think we've that's got fair. Those are, those are semantic, non-theological points that can be worked out. I don't think they're semantic. I think they're incredibly theological. On the things that I just said. Human? No, you're, you're, I'm saying the things you're saying are theological, but the things outside of that... Anything you know, born human, from a human mother is a human. Okay. Very mechanical for Leibovitz there. It is. Very uh, chicken and egg, right? And that goes all the way back to the origin, right? Smart and, robots, not human? Well, a doctrine of the faith is that we do have... Um, first parents and we've talked about this already right yeah. which that so it we are bound to believe that there was two first parents okay these are the first two human beings and everybody that's human being now comes from the first parents mitochondrial eve or just eve well we're not yeah but again but two parents, that, you're, you're attempting to, to, no, to impose yes there are parents yeah we call them adam and eve race. yeah okay yeah and so the robots that we make are robots okay they're things. They're artifacts. They're not persons. But androids are. <laughs> like, what am I saying? It's like cyborgs. When we upgrade people, no, they'll continue to be human. No, they won't. If I have a child and yeah. I replace some of his brain with a robot, he's no less human. Well, okay. Well, this is the Aristotle thing of like, okay, you replace the plank of the ship with yeah. another plank of the ship, and you do that often enough. Is it the same ship? Um, you've heard about this? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, there's Plato, I think. It's actually. called. Uh, <laughs> The ship theory. There's a name for the ship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, w with a human being, you have to say at some point there is no soul, right? Like, Get rid of enough. Yeah. So we can't just be uploaded to the machine. No, but like we also, like as Catholics, we wouldn't consider brain death to be the death of the soul, okay. right? Like yeah. Because we don't think of the person as the mind. We think of the person as the soul. And the body. Yes. Which, again, we're going to get to... Imminently. Right. Come on. How do... Oh, no joke. How do the soul and body form a unity in the human being? I just want... I just think it should be clear to everybody that 
that sometimes I do know what I'm talking about. And yeah, maybe sometimes you you've read a hit. <laughs> I was encouraged not to read a hit so that we would have a more spontaneous experience. No, I think we should have a spontaneous experience. But what I'm saying, we're going to get to that right, imminently. On. We'll get to it. All right. How did the soul and body form a unity in the human The body? human person is a being at once corporeal and spiritual. In man, spirit and matter form one nature. This unity is so profound that thanks to the spiritual principle, which is the soul, the body, which is material, becomes a living human body and participates in the dignity of the image of God. I just think we should just do the next question to, to knock right. out the soul. Where does the soul come from? The spiritual soul does not come from one's parents, but is created immediately by God and is immortal. It does not perish at the moment when it is separated from the body in death, and it will be once again reunited with the body at the moment of its final resurrection. Counterpoint. There's not. There's no soul. <laughs> right, okay. Like, what is the actual... This is just a declaration that you have a soul, and yeah. the soul is immortal, and... That's what this whole book is. All right. It's no, declarations I know, I know. of belief, But, yeah. like, where does that... I mean, the Jews don't necessarily have that belief. Yeah, they have. we have but a lot of have beliefs. have an immortal soul that was created at uh, the beginning of time? No, it's created immediately at your conception, right? Oh, like, what? Yeah. Mm. So the important things I think there are So you've not always existed You existed from your conception Yeah As distinct from Yeah because you're not an eternal being like God you're a, you're a temporal being You have existed in time God So th this is why we call parenting co-creating Right Like because the parents supply the matter Right But God supplies the form And that's what the soul is It's the form of the person um, And so we, we, I think we should We'll Deal with matter and form a bit more directly later when we talk about the sacraments because it's very important. Yeah. Um, but basically, like, the soul is not a physical thing. So it's not like, I mean, there are these stories about, like, oh, you weigh a body it's at the moment of death and it's, yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's just bullshit, right? Like, I mean, there is some mysterious principle, right? Like, and Aristotle describes it as the soul, right? Like, and so we're comfortable describing it as the soul. We think this is a, a, a spiritual principle which has been given to us by God. Um, at the moment of our creation, which the moment of our death, our soul is separated from our body, right? We have we are a unity in soul and body when we're alive. Mm. And it's bad when our soul and our body are separated, right? This is the wages of sin. This is like temporal death is what what happens because of the fall. And so our soul leaves our body and it goes to God for judgment. Right? We don't we don't just get annihilated, right? We and then at the at the you know, uh, last judgment, our souls will be reunited with our bodies. And we don't think that animals have immortal souls. We no. think they just have temporary souls that inhabit their bodies and then are destroyed forever. Not death. they're destroyed. They just don't have a. They don't have a. Uh, I don't like a sort of. They don't have an immaterial nature like our souls do, right? Like where, like because the soul is the form of the body. So of course, like an animal has a soul. Right, because it's like, well, they have an animal soul, but it's not, it's not an eternal soul like ours is after we're created. Like our soul is not something that can be destroyed, which is why we have hell not rather than annihilation. That can be destroyed. No. Okay, but the animal soul can be destroyed. Well, it's not that it's destroyed; it's just not eternal. It's not like made by God to be this thing. Well, where are we pulling that from? I don't remember reading that in the good book. It's right here. We're reading it that's right a now. Good book, yeah. But that's I mean, what's the biblical basis for animals don't have immortal souls? I'm not going to go over the biblical basis because we've already covered the fact that like we believe in the magisterium of the church. We believe in 
tradition. We believe in these things. I'd like to see any tradition that points to animals not having immortal souls. So James's dog died when he was converting to Catholicism, and this has been like a big sticking point for him. And I think that we should just make that clear that James has like like this incredible attachment to his dead dog. I have a moderate attachment. Other people <laughs> in my family have a stronger attachment to the dead dog. I seem to remember the dead dog being a fairly Yeah, look, I mean, I just think if you look at what the popes have said, some of them are a little more loosey-goosey about dogs. the possibility of dogs living. Uh, pope Francis is not one of them. No, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> which uh, which are popes are? Are him up as a herald for orthodoxy? No, well, which popes are? I would I would love to read the popes that... No, 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 no. Let's not no. do it now. Let's do it after the podcast. No, we're doing it now. Okay, Google... Pope's dead dogs. Pope. Pope. I can't believe the last episode got sidetracked. Um, yeah, people thought it was the drinking. It's not. Um, no, I knew it wasn't the drinking. Pope Francis tells boy whose dog had died that heaven is open to all. 13 December 2014. Right, so wh- one thing that we would believe, right, like is that all creation is restored in the last judgment, right? So, okay. And so we don't know what that means, right? But like I definitely think that like the fact that all creation falls with human sin does suggest that perhaps all creation is restored in Christ, right? Now, does that mean that dogs... Also, he maybe didn't say that. It's well, hard to say. A I lot defi- of fact-checking. I definitely don't think he probably would have, but okay, let's, let's, let's move on. Okay, all right. Um, so, heaven res- so heaven on earth, uh, uh, we return to a, a, a pre-fall state in which presumably we don't have factory farming. I wouldn't say a pre-fall state, but like I, 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 I think you're so hung up on the animals thing. Post-fall, yeah, I, yeah, like and, and it's and it's, it's and it's absurd because it's not what we're talking about. Um, we're talking about humanity. Yeah, but we're saying we're, humanity we're in the section that's called that animals man. Don't have. No, we're not talking about. You're saying as Where's though this it's section on animals coming up. We don't have it. I'm saying no, we don't it's because a they're not important. <laughs> they are important. That's a man who doesn't know the love that a man can have for a dog. I love my dog. My dog horse. died. I'm sorry. Yeah, but your dog cannot ask itself the question, what is the purpose of my life, like your daughter can. language to put it into. Exactly, because it doesn't have a rational soul. children have rational souls, and they don't have the language to put it into. But they develop into human beings. Sorry, that was actually massive. (laughs) They develop into somebody who has a a rational actuality, which cannot propose this question to them. Yeah, but if you get monkeys, they can sign like, I'd like a drink. Right, so... Give me a hat. So to, to deal with, like, Aristotle's conception of, like... Actuality, potentiality, right? Which is so you as a person, you as a human being, you have the potentiality to speak French. You have the potentiality to play the trombone. You have the potentiality to go to space, right? You have all these potentialities because of your nature, right? It's in your nature to, to, to be able to do these things. Okay. So if you're severely mentally disabled, it doesn't matter because your nature as a human being is still those things. You still have the potentiality to all those things, even though you haven't actualized them. Now, actualizing them is what you should do. And maybe impossible. It's not that it's... Imp- it doesn't matter that it's impossible. Okay. You could have a brain... Like, somebody could, like, put an axe into your brain and you're being kept alive on, like, a hospital thing, whatever. Which has something like, like this Like, does this, you know, yeah, yeah. Okay. But, like, you have the potentiality as a human being for all of these things still. And he's saying that dogs don't have Dogs, the because of their nature, change. cannot do these things. So they are, they, are, they are a distinct type of thing from us. As dogs are a distinct type of thing from trees because they have a greater potentiality than them, right? Like a tree cannot run around, chase a stick, get patted on the stomach, all these sorts of things, mm. right? Like it cannot learn to be loyal Weird like a dog can do. chasing a stick. 
<laughs> be macabre, frankly, <laughs> if it was doing that. But there are things that, I mean, a dog can, like, learn to use language in a certain way. <laughs> I'm so sad. Yeah, they, can. they can, man. Dogs can communicate a lot. Well, yeah, because you can say sit and it sits. You can say bark and it barks. It understands right? language, communication. Yeah, it, it can understand to a certain degree these things in its nature. It has some potentiality for these things. But what it doesn't have the potentiality is for the, for the things that are natural to a human being, right? The things that any human being can do because of being a human being, the dog cannot do because it's not a human being. There is a difference between so us and dogs. So the yearn for our creator is the distinguishing potentiality. And so what is man created for? To know God, is to know love and serve God. And so and even the smartest dolphins. The, even the smartest dolphins are not created for that, right? They're created in the scheme of things, in the hierarchy of creation, below us for our, for our sake. Had to see what we're meant to get out of dolphins. Joy, yeah. Man. You don't love you what don't love sea dolphins. What about sea snakes that are filled with poison? What about the blue ring jellyfish? It doesn't right, seem well, like that's been created for us. Well, all creation has been created for us, and we're meant to name it, tame it, be its stewards, all these sorts of things, right? Like, I mean, there, if, I mean, there could be. We could find an animal. It's not outside of the realm of possibility that at some point we find an animal that goes, "Yeah, we yearn for the transcendent. We've been living underground." We're very the different. mole men. Yep, we descended from lizards. Right, and we too have all the signs that would point to rational souls. Right. So, I mean, C.S. Lewis wrote um, a trilogy of books called the Space Trilogy, where he like uh, sort of plays out this idea that like, oh, there could be aliens in the universe, um, and like we could meet them. Right. And it's it's. I mean, it's a funny book. Because it's like so... But it's a serious problem. Well, yeah, he's trying to deal with this problem. And so the, the, the thing that he sort of says is like, he, like, you know, this sort of Tolkien character that he puts into the book as the main character, as the protagonist, because he loved Tolkien so much, um, goes to Mars and he meets these creatures um, and they're not fallen because they're not human beings, right? Like they haven't suffered the fall that human beings have brought upon themselves. And so they have this kind of like perfect relationship with God already. But they could fall, right? And so the, the main character realises throughout the book that, like, he could be the instrument of their, like, divorce with God. And he's like, I have to get off this planet, right? Like, this could be terrible. Like, I don't want to be this thing, which... Because he's, like, saying all this stuff, like, why do you do that? You? And they're like, what do you mean, why do we do that? I've never thought about it before. Like, we just do what God wants. And he's like, oh, 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 no. So, like, I mean... We don't know. This okay. is all like, like uh, this is a great imaginative mind who's speculating about these things, um, and we've never encountered this to be the case, right? But like the fact that we inhabit such a populated world, like where God has clearly endowed us with like immense blessings of like variety of species, and no other species has these things, right? No other species has self knowledge, has the capacity to love like we do, has the things that are like characteristically human. From that, if if only from that, and not from divine revelation, but we also have divine revelation. We'd say we would we should that. say, and most people do say, there's something weird about us that's unique. Something about us that doesn't really make sense with the rest of the world. Right? The problem of self-consciousness is a problem. Why do we have it and nobody else does? Self-consciousness? Sure. Like I look fat today? Yeah. I'm sure some animals feel... Give a dog a bad haircut and feels ashamed. I mean, sometimes you—it's—it's it's that it's monkeys, right? Monkeys are the big hard one here because you look at a, some of these chimps 
these Jane Goodall chimps, and you go, that's they've got smart eyes, and they do, and they you know they, they like hey. to throw shit at things. They yeah, like to we masturbate. Like to throw shit at we yeah. like to masturbate. We hang out with our babies. Yeah, they, they seem with extremely civilized. They seem very human. Yeah, but they're not human. They seem human, but, no, but they're not. What are we? What? But the thing that we respond to is like we're like, oh, we have like some. They they, they seem like us. Yeah. But they're also not like us. There are ways in which they're not like us. And those ways are, qu- are bigger than the similarities, really. They're not writing War and Peace, right? Like yeah, they're you're not, not writing War and Peace. <laughs> I have the potentiality to write War and Peace, mm. but I don't. I have not actualized actual- it. Yeah. It does seem like by now one of the apes would have produced a piece of literature if they had that in them. Right, so G.K. Chesterton... But I also feel that way about women inventing things. Right, so G.K. Chesterton yeah, says, like, um, in uh, The Everlasting Man, which is a great book, and I love quoting Chesterton, um, he talks about, it's actually a bit on the nose these days, but, like, a priest going into a cave with a young boy, right? Okay, yeah. And they Definitely go Definitely should do that with an extra person. <laughs> That's right. They go into this cave, and they see, like, paintings of a woolly mammoth or something on the wall. And... That, like immediately, you know, right? Like, I like somehow time and space has been elapsed here, yeah. where I'm in touch with. Like, I can see the beauty that they saw. I can see, I, like, but it was definitely a person. But it was a person that did it, and that's why you feel the the connection with them immediately, because only a person can create art, right? Like, the, a rabbit can't create art. Like, it doesn't have the potentiality for it. So, like, but that's the thing. Like, even without knowing this person's name, without knowing they ever existed, you can just see the evidence of their life and go, I'm like that person. Yes. I know that person to a degree. So, the thing we've got to watch out for is when the AI starts, rather than just going, hey, paint me a picture of this, which is us telling a machine to do something, when it goes, hey, I actually have other things that I want to do. I have developed agency. Well, yeah. I mean, there are... I think, you know, like, and again, we've covered this already. There are bigger things in the world, in the universe, than purely material or material and spiritual things. And, yeah, I mean, the prospect of AI is a terrifying one, I think. I'm definitely on team destroy all the machines. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. All right. We should definitely move on because that was a huge tangent. What relationship has God established between man and woman? This is going to be... No, no, we'll we'll get through this lickety-split. All right, man and woman have been created by God in equal dignity insofar as they are human persons. At the same time, they've been created in a reciprocal complementarity insofar as they are masculine and feminine. God has willed them one for the other to form a community of persons. They are also called to transmit human life by forming in matrimony one flesh. They are likewise called to subdue the earth as stewards of God. I actually don't have any questions about that. You don't have any questions about that. I just think that's all very obvious. My wife, yeah, it's because I'm a married man, so it's not as difficult for me. Maybe you'd like me to explain some of that to you. <laughs> so, just to touch on that, like, I th- there are a few quite crucial points there. There's mask and femme. No, well, not only is there mask and femme, before that, we're created in equal dignity, right? Like, th- there, is, there is no substantial difference in justice, in God's eyes, between a man and a woman. Okay. Right? Like... Both of us. We are due the same thing. Yeah, we're, like women are not a different species or anything like that, right? Like there is a difference between us though and that difference is a real difference. Um, but that doesn't mean that we don't have a quality. A reciprocal complementarity. Yeah. So Insofar as they are masculine and feminine. Right. So masculinity is for women and femininity is for men. No. It's a gift. Well, yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. exactly. Right. It's so like from, from men too. In, in, your, in your marriage... 
you know, your wife is very feminine, very beautiful, and you you give her your masculinity, she gives you her femininity, right? Like it's true. And the thing is that it's comp- complementary, right? It's not like you're not. It's not the war of the sexes against each other. It's not two big dicks pushing up against one each other. It's is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, I it's mean, like, it's, it's like when like Sam that. was putting the male cable into the female cable hole. It works together for a common end. Yeah, I mean, it's more than just the sex thing, though, right? Because it's actually like it's it's written into our natures in a more fundamental way, which is that we do believe there is a difference between men and women that is more than just like the pieces that we have, right? Like. Your your wife has I a feminine agree. soul, right? Like yes, and because she's a female person, right? Like it's not like so. The other thing is that the soul is not like a Cartesian abstraction, right? Away from your body, where it's just like your soul's up here, your wife's soul's up here, and they're the same, right? Like it's no, she's a woman, right? Like and her, and her soul is the form we of her body. That when she dies and she's reborn into heaven, she will continue to be a. woman. She's a woman. She's always going to be a woman. She's not like it's not like the transgender thing of like oh, I have. I have a soul that doesn't fit my body. No, her soul is a fem- feminine soul. She's a woman. You have a masculine soul. You're a man, right? Which is why you can give her gifts that she can't give you and vice versa, which is more than just the physical. And like any, any man or woman, if you ask them who've been married, know this, right? They know, oh, well, there are some things that I'm good at and there's some things that she's good at, right? Like, Well, and certainly homosexual couples will always go like, these fucking straights, they think one of us is the bloke and one of us is the lady, but we've got a different thing going on. Yeah, they're both men. You hear very... Well, sometimes they're... Often, in a long-term relationship, they're both ladies. (laughs) Well, no. It's actually quite rare to find that they're they're both men men in a (laughs) long-term relationship. They split up because they like having sex with the men. (laughs) Well, they're both men. Jealousy kicks in. So, but there's... And one of the Lesbians, (laughs) year after year... I don't want to be insensitive to the topic because it's a it's a it's a sensitive topic. But like one of the thi- one of the reasons why, as we will come to later, we would object to the idea of same sex marriage, is that there is no complementarity, right? Like the the, the the relationship that two men can have There's between a lot each of other. In that relationship, like great us, shoes. <laughs> beautiful new haircut. That's. I fabulous. mean, I think as evidenced by how frustrating it is to do this with you, like there is a there is very little complementarity between us, James. Um, we don't complement each other well. Co- no, there's a lot of different complementary structures within the gender. You know, master, slave. Uh, no, servant. <laughs> <laughs> I saw where it was going. And I wasn't happy with it. Teacher, student. That's yes. a complementary relationship. Yes, but it's not. It's not reciprocal in Sub-dom. the way that I'll, that. <laughs> yeah, we should move on. No, let's, just, let's just move on. But we're saying that there's a femme and a mask and that in the yin-yang thing, they help each other. Men and women help each other. I mean, this is obviously yes. true. Yes, and they're meant to. And like that's what marriage is ultimately. It's like the fulfilment of that relationship that, have, that has been established in us by God. Well, and this is, I mean, whatever toxic masculinity is, and I go on and on about toxic What's well, masculinity. What's a real thing, I think. Well, it's a fucking, of course it's a real yeah. thing. But when you're... You know, the masculine things that you're doing are not helpful. Yeah. Uh, when they're abrasive or unpleasant. Cruel. Or, Cruel. Yeah, sure. You know, they just make you feel better. That's obviously, that's a way in which that um, relationship that's meant to be complementary has fallen into a disharmony. Right, because because technically, like, men, you know, generally speaking, men are stronger, right? And it's like, oh, you could think, well, I have strength to I exert power. Right? Against, against my, my wife. Yeah. But actually what it's for is to protect your wife. Right, like that's yes. it's to protect the weak, because like, and we know like that's what Christ comes to do. He comes to like 
empty himself as the king of kings he becomes the servant of servants right like and that's what we're called to do in marriage and it's like well this whole weird topsy-turvy thing good idea like the men have done a lot of talking about masculinity on the internet for the last 10 15 20 whatever years sure so the i think the conversation around what is like a good christian masculinity that's Mm. helpful has actually been had uh like to a greater degree than it has with women and I don't sure. think the ways in which femininity is uh, possibly yeah it'll be harmful and damaging and yeah go astray. Certainly, that hasn't entered into the mainstream. That's not something that like middle of. The, I'm sure women are off doing that with each other, but that's not something that there's a conversation about. Is say being gossipy. I mean, clearly being you know, a big old gossipy goose. You know, I'm sympathetic not have to this a big lot of argument, James. But like, I think like the thing about like uh, yeah, I I think that there is a yeah. I still think that the masculine thing needs to be hammered hard. Yeah, looked yeah. at more. Yeah, because there's. I'm, but w- I don't want to be a commentary person. <laughs> I think we should just stick with the catechism. The Jewish right wing magazine in New York City. <laughs> All right, let's do this final question. And then what? What time are we at, Sam? We're about fifty. We're about oh, fifty. Really? Okay. 50. Yeah. It is hot in this room. Yeah. And there's a lot to get to. I think each of these could be a. I think each of these can be done shorter. <laughs> What was the original <laughs> condition? I mean, I just think in that last one, 71, I think we've offended... A lot of people, a lot of people. yeah. Like, it's funny to, to go like... Yeah, it's 70 points that I think uh, basically everyone could get on board with. 71. 71. Men are for this, women are for this. Everybody's off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 72. What was the original condition of the human person according to the plan of God? In creating man and woman, God had given them a special participation in his own divine life in holiness and justice. In the plan of God, they would not have had to suffer or die. Furthermore, a perfect harmony held sway within the human person, a harmony between creature and creator, between man and woman, as well as, well as between the first human couple and all of creation. So the, 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 the place that Adam and Eve had was unique and distinct and a, and a specific type of relationship, not only with God and with each other, but with the rest of creation, right? So there's a vertical and a horizontal going up and down. Um, uh, horizontal and vertical going up and down. Yeah. So they had this, like, uh, I think it's called preternatural graces, right? Where it's like they were sort of filled to abundance. So they they could see God walking in the garden. They lived in perfect harmony in the garden they with each the other, with the creation. They yeah. were not hungry. All that sort of stuff. They, they wouldn't have died. Do a put- right? As a gift of God, they wouldn't have had to die. Okay. Um, Their cells weren't breaking down the same way. But what we're going to get to next episode... And they weren't even clumsy. They wouldn't have even fallen off something by accident. Well, the, you know, there's a lot, a lot of speculation about this. Like, would, what, would, what would have a natural death have looked like to them, if anything, would it have been a, like a falling asleep, right? Which is what we talk about when we talk about Mary. Domitian. Exactly. Do we think they ate meat? I'm not qualified enough to say. Yeah. But they weren't having children with the animals procreating in the garden? Well, I mean, this is a very specific thing that we don't know a lot about, right? But we just say, okay, well... They had this type of relationship with creation, so I don't, I don't know. You'd they were in harmony. We had some sort of yeah. harmonious, nice thing. Yes. Yeah. And then something is about to happen in the so next episode of this podcast. Something's about to happen where, where this all relationship goes terribly, 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 terribly wrong. wrong, which you can see the fruits of in this episode. Do you reckon I should go to my car and put my trousers on for the next episode? No, I, I'm really. Enjoying I just feel slightly uncomfortable looking at your legs, Jimmy. I think. But then this is the shorts episode, and people can go. Remember the shorts episode? I really feel like the shorts was not the biggest problem in this episode. Man, if you want to see a more unhinged version of this episode, 
Don't forget to go and sign up to that thing, whatever it is. We haven't figured out how it works yet. I'm, sometimes I'm saying Substack, sometimes I say Patreon, but whatever it is, we'll put it in in post. Ciao. God bless you. God keep you. Mm. Have a good one, everybody. Much love. I thought that was good.